Zach Schiller, he's in the area. Oh, Zach Schiller, he's in the area. Oh, in the area. Oh, in the area. Oh, Zach Schiller, oh, he's in the area. Yeah. What up, folks and worms, and welcome to another episode of In the Area Podcast. Kazow, your weekly source for wisdom nuggets. Today, I sit down with Brittany Washington, a breaking out recording artist who is one of the biggest backup musicians in the world. She toured worldwide with Beyonce for seven years as her primary keyboardist, and she's now in demand for recording artists like CeeLo Green and has toured the world over with him. She continues to be in demand by high-profile solo artists. Brittany shares her wisdom and experiences on today's podcast. And just a quick post-interview edit, Early in the podcast, I say that Trey the Truth is from Port Arthur, Texas. That is not the case. He is from Houston, Texas. Pimp C, Bun B, and UGK are artists also from Port Arthur, Texas. Recording live from Brittany's studio in Los Angeles, In the Area podcast. Enjoy. To start out, I want to paint the whole picture here. So you were born in Port Arthur, Texas, mm-hmm. right? Which is also the home to a couple other notable artists, including Janis Joplin yeah. and Trade the Truth, right? Yes. So is yes. that is Port Arthur? Is that like a special? Does it have like a special musical kind of magic to yes, it? Yes, it's the home of the music magic. <laughs> <laughs> it's magic, magic delicious. Wow. Um, but I feel like maybe it's the refineries. Maybe maybe it's the oil. <laughs> okay, I don't know. Maybe it's the think? chemicals in the air. Whoa. Because we have a lot of people come out of Port Arthur that is just super random on yeah. music and sports. Like we yeah. are hitting it hard to say we're so small um, as a community. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of talent hitting there. Wow. So yeah. You were in the in the church a lot as a kid, right? You're, both yeah. your parents were. <laughs> what were they? What were your parents? Ooh, they were both pe- good preachers, hard good preachers. And uh, my mom has a doctrine in theology, and they're both school teachers. Uh, my mom is a math teacher, but she's a she's definitely a pastor. Wow. Yeah, first. Um, but yeah, I've been growing up. With two pastors, <laughs> oh, wow. and is that is that where you first got like musical? Would you say like when did you start getting into the music? I started getting into the music. Uh, my mom put a piano in my room, so as far as I know, I sh- that's just been a part of my life, my whole life. Wow. So it's just you know something that I just practiced every day, wow. and I start playing for their church. I really love Motown. I just thought it was a magical sound. I really listened to a lot of movies, one in particular, The Wiz. People thought I was watching the movie. I was listening to the soundtrack. Whoa. But yeah. The Wiz. The Wiz. Well, I haven't even heard of that movie. It just says Whoa. like a lot of Motown. It's like Quincy Jones uh, composed the music. He just, it was just a magical musical experience. <laughs> so you were on the keyboard. How did you get, because you also play a bunch of different instruments. You like yeah. play the drums, the bass, right? It's all, for me, it's all just one big instrument because when you have a band together, it's just one sound. So I think that I was telling someone the other day, when I was listening to music, I wasn't listening to a certain part. I was listening to all the parts, like, as they flowed. So it wasn't ever about the keyboards. That's just the instrument they caught me at wow. at the time. Yeah. 
Um, it was always about the bigger performance, like the whole, like the whole, whole sound, arrangement. yeah, yeah the everything whole arrangement. about it. Yeah. So you're not more like rhythmic section or melody, like you're everything, like you're yeah, focusing the whole production. Wow. So yeah, that's I've always been listening to drums and air drumming. <laughs> <laughs> air drums, that's a huge. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> so okay, so was the first artist that you started working for Beyonce? Oh man, Beyonce was my first everything. She was my first artist that I've ever worked for. She was the first concert that I've ever been to. She was the first place. Oh, I should, I should cut that off. Yeah, and yeah, put my yeah, airplane, yeah, airplane mode. I know that's why. Um, but yeah, that's yeah. yeah, yeah. It's my first everything. She was my uh, literally the first person who introduced me to my musical self outside of the church. Wow. Yeah, like I literally never flew anywhere. My dad, I got, a, I had a car in high school, but he never let me take it like anywhere. So, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. he was just so nervous and they were always mm-hmm. like, protect those fingers. But Beyonce, when I made Beyonce's band, my life as a person started. Like, oh, my parents aren't here. And I was 20 years old. And we we're about to start rehearsing for the BET Awards and then go on a major tour. Oh okay. Gosh. Holy sh wait, so start so how did you get turned on to Beyonce? Like what like did you just see a ad or something? Um, so I got turned on to Beyonce because um Marcy Chapa, who is who was our percussionist at the time, she literally used to play at this club that I used to play at in Houston, Texas, and it was Scott Gardner Skybar. And I remember if I wasn't playing on a Friday with my sister, she was playing on a Friday. I would and I was playing on the Saturday. And vice mm-hmm. like if I was playing on a Friday, she was playing on a Saturday. But we always miss each other, but we heard about each other because we were female musicians, and that's how scarce <laughs> female musicians were at the time. So wow. um she called me in the middle of the night. Actually, my sister said, hey, some girl, Marcy Chapa, is trying to get your number. Can I give it to her? I was like, sure, give it to her. I don't care. So she called me and she's like, hey, I just want to tell you, Beyonce is having all-female auditions tomorrow. Tomorrow morning, you should go to Walmart tonight to get gold member, Austin Powers, because you have to play Work It Out. And so it's like, okay, well... I guess I'll just go to Walmart and eat some stuff anyway. <laughs> Who doesn't like a good midnight oh Walmart God, trip? Right. Walmart trip is so much fun. So I went to Walmart. I got the DVD and some snacks. <laughs> a lot of snacks. Yeah, important details. Yes. <laughs> and I went home and I heard the song. I was like, man, I could have learned this on the internet. But it was just one song. And I learned the song. I did the audition. And they looked at me because I really dressed up kind of strange. I had this long ponytail. I was like, man, if nothing, they're going to remember how I look today, oh. okay? But I went there and everybody was all grown up in their church clothes and they had their sheet music and here I am. I don't read sheet music. I am a keyboard player that is self-taught. Wow. And I everything that I know, I've taught myself, honestly, <laughs> or I've like... Listened to a song and I figured it out. Um, but I went inside and I looked so weird. I guess they told me, oh, you could just play anything you want. You don't, we're not expecting you to play or know anything. Wow. So I was like, okay, I'll just play whatever I want then. So <laughs> I played my dad's song. 
Um, he's a big fan of Sly and Family Stone. And I played, if you want me to stay, I'll, I'll be around. <laughs> yes, that's what I that's what Whoa. I played. And so I got a standing ovation in the tryouts. Wow. <laughs> so, oh my gosh. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I don't think they were supposed to tell me that they liked me until after, but it was obvious. Whoa. And so, but I didn't let it go to my head. Obviously, they didn't call me until a week later to tell me I really made it to go to New York to audition for Beyonce herself and her dad and her mom and Kelly and everybody that I've ever just, I, everybody I saw on TV, I was looking at, like I'm looking at Whoa, you yeah, for crazy, the first time. Crazy. So no one knew where I was. I dipped out on my family because I knew they were going to be like nervous about me traveling. I just like did it all on my own. Just like flew there and the rest is history. I stayed with her for like six and a half years after that. Wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's crazy. It's insane. Yeah. And me and Marcy Chapa ended up being good friends. She ended up making it. I was like telling her wow. during the audition, I was like, Marcy, there's some girl in there. She's dropping it like it's hot. She's twerking. <laughs> she got these dance moves. She's playing the percussions like she, hey. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, we helped each other out with that audition. So how would you describe playing for Beyonce like what is it like what is it like being on tour on the road oh my goodness um playing with Beyonce the way I joined her camp was the best thing that ever could have happened in my life just because you know you learn a lot from being around a professional that's what I wanted to do like be a star be a singer so who better to pattern my lifestyle after than the biggest star in the whole wide world wow. so playing with Beyonce when you hit the stage for a show there's a roar in the crowd that is like unmatchable to anything that you've ever experienced in your whole entire life. Like you got 80,000 people yelling at the same time. Holy smokes. It's like a natural rumble. <laughs> like it's not an earthquake, but it's kind of like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. And it's like, we know we are about to tear this show up. We know our material. We know what the show is. And it is an experience that is unmatchable. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And so you were just fueled by the energy of the crowd, 80,000 people. Yeah, Sao Paulo. I'll never forget. It was raining, but they all came out. Everybody. It was just the most, it was so loud. And it was just a lot of adrenaline going that day. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Mm-hmm. So that's something that I feel like, people don't really talk about is that experience of people just being that excited to see you. Mm. <laughs> well, not see me. Right, well, <laughs> part of it. Yeah. <laughs> but you, and you weren't nervous? You, you, you didn't feel like, oh gosh, there's people looking at me if I mess up, you know? I'm the kind of person that gets nervous in intimate settings more than okay. thousands and thousands of people. Oh. I'm like, oh, well, I'll look like a dot to them. <laughs> 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 really Even look when like you're it. like the center of the camera, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, the first tour, I got a lot of love and a lot of shine. Beyonce gave me a lot of love. Actually, she gave me a lot of love on the second tour too. But this tour, she gave me a close-up on the big screen. You saw me, and I didn't even know that this was going on until the tour was finished. Wow. Because I was so concentrating on not messing up. I just was in my zone, and I didn't know there was a cameraman in front of me every night. Just with the close-up. We call it a medium shot. <laughs> yeah. 
And I didn't know until like close to the end of the tour that that's the shot that was on the screen. Whoa. The big screen was my headshot. It was like, oh, I'm glad I had nothing in my nose. Or- <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm glad they didn't tell me that. Yeah, yeah, that would have been nerve wracking. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So, and so what would you guys do after a show? Did Was there kind of like a community thing? or? Oh, yeah. Um, so we used to make up, <laughs> I don't even know if this is appropriate to say, <laughs> we used to make up our own songs. You got 10 girls and we are all at different ages and it's like all love, but we still sisters and it's not nice. It's like a lot of tone boys together, but mm, not. Right. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, just yeah. not. But uh, we made songs like um, after the show or before the show if we needed Lotion called the Ashy Booty Dance. <laughs> Do the Ashy Booty Baby Oil, oh, Olive Oil, <laughs> Bath and Body Works, make that body twerk. Um, after oh. the show, though, it was all love, just a lot of um, a lot of air. Fans, we needed to cool down. Um, I remember playing um, the Madison Square Garden, just going back, and everyone just like getting a glass of champagne and just really trying to live the moment. We didn't have a lot of. Uh, Social media was hot back then, but we really were engaged in what we were doing. So it wasn't a lot of like cameras and phones. Right. It was more so, yes, we did it. Yeah. I love you. You, you're my sister. Okay, let's go to the next city. <laughs> <laughs> one time, um, one of the runners, they bought they brought Beyonce's food to the wrong bus, which was our bus, and we ate it so fast. <laughs> and they came back to get it in. <laughs> What Rie, the other keyboard player, she's like eating her In and Out burger, mm-hmm. and then she's like, they come on the bus and they're like, no, that's for Beyonce. This this burgers that I'm eating right now, that's for Beyonce. <laughs> oh, sorry, <laughs> you know stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We weren't ragers. We didn't get yeah. stupid drunk. Nobody was on crack. You know, right. we kind of like, everybody had a good balance and we had a good time. Wow. We really wanted to get some sleep so we can go explore the cities mm. and catch and do the show. And then you would fly to the, like, how would you transport to the next city? So the first tour would be Europe. And in Europe, we had Beat the Street. I will never forget Beat the Street because one of my first relationships came from Beat the Street. Um, Beat the Street was a tour bus that took us everywhere around Europe, so it was no flying. It was just driving. And then when we did the United States tour, we did the same thing, but it was the world tour where we chartered a a plane, and we went from place to place on a plane. And that's how I learned that all these rules and regulations that you have flying, that is just to keep order. (laughs) It's not... Nothing is going to happen if you leave your phone on or if you leave your seatbelt oh, off. Yeah, yeah. Literally took a nap in the middle of the aisle on oh, our right. charter plane. No <laughs> like, oh, my God. Yes. Oh, that's funny. So it was good times. We, I had some good, good times. And so you did that for six years. Yeah. And then what did you do after that? So after Beyonce, I connected with um, a couple of my friends in Germany and I did um, Modern Music School, which is a school for kids to learn um, good values about life and their instrument and how to practice and how to get off social media and learn something that is useful. Social media can be useful, but, you know, that's not all we have. So uh, Modern Music School really concentrates on um, making children better and making their um, 
I guess learning skills better. To yeah, to get help programmed. you learn how to learn. And yeah, stuff exactly. Like that. Right. Um, they introduced me to Casio. I became the ambassador for Casio Privia keyboard. Um, I remember my first tour after Beyonce for myself was one of the hardest things that I did. But I was like, man, this is this is what's real. You come off of the, a tour with the, one of the biggest stars, and then you have to start from scratch for your own self. So it, I did like 30 shows in 30 days. Wow. Yeah. And I did it every day, the same show. Um, and um, the guy, Peter. Hi, Peter. <laughs> so cool. He makes it happen. I mean, I don't know how he does it, but yeah, I did 30 shows in 30 days. I did that tour three times already since wow. then. Yeah. We're all in the US? No, just um, Europe. Wow. In Europe. I did one in Los Angeles too, but yeah, just in Europe. And what do you, for these solo acts, are you playing the keyboard or, or what instruments are involved? Um, so for my solo acts, I am more so singing my own original music by accompanying myself. Um, just playing keyboards and just talking to kids and let them know that I'm tangible. Like, you know, hi, what's your name? Right. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> some people just look at you like, oh my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh man, I am not okay. Well, if you want to think that about me, <laughs> hi. Go, hi, yeah, yeah, just starstruck, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's a lot of love. I love Germany because they, I feel like they got it right. <laughs> they got a lot. They have a lot of freedom in the kids. The kids are um, able to express themselves without feeling so judged, and they don't play mm. with the bully stuff. And oh, good, it's a good vibe there. Wow. I love Germany. Shout out to Germany. Shout out Germany, yeah. Ida Oberstein. <laughs> <laughs> so you did that, and then did you go, start going on tour with CeeLo? Okay, yeah. After I did the Modern Music School, um, one of my good friends called me. Well, he actually followed me on Instagram and uh, asked me if I would like to play keyboards for CeeLo at first. So in 2016, on my birthday, was my first gig. Actually... And 2006, on my birthday, was my first gig with Beyonce. And in 2016, on my birthday, was my first gig with CeeLo Green. <laughs> Whoa, that's really cool. Yeah, it was so cool. And um, I did that. And it wasn't, a, it wasn't a regular show this birthday. It was actually the Prince Tribute in London. And Mark, Mark Ronson was there. A lot of people who wanted to be a part of this celebration, well, not celebration, but this tribute for Prince passing, they were all there. And it was one of the best birthdays I've, I could have ever had, wow. you know. I'm standing right in front of uh, Prince's mic stand, guitar situation, and it's like, how did I even get here? <laughs> Happy yeah. birthday to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. And there are people in front of me, <laughs> like, I'm wow. on a stage. That's amazing. Yeah, that was pretty cool. And so that went on, and I did a couple of more shows, and I really vibed with them. CeeLo's voice is amazing. He has a really great signature voice. I feel like everyone's going to remember this voice. Um, but uh, after that show, after a couple of shows doing piano, our drummer uh, started having her family. She started making her family. She got pregnant. Um, her and her husband are just amazing. But I ended up doing the drums. 
after that because I knew the show <laughs> and it was, wow. I guess it was easier. I told um, one of my friends, Marcy, the production manager, I told, he asked me, hey, how well can you play shows? Well, I just sent him some videos and he's like, okay, well, this is the schedule. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, so that's when it started. I never, ever got on the keyboards after that. Except for the Holiday Hits tour that we did in December, they kind of like got me. They so you, you were just playing the drums? Yeah, just wow. drums. Do you like playing the drums? I love playing the drums. <laughs> it's better than getting upset. <laughs> what do you mean? What, do you, what does that like, mean? Like, if you're upset, if you know that you feel your demeanor going sour because of something that happened in your day, just start playing the drums and just like beating them so hard. Mm. Just wear yourself out, you know, and you won't get mad anymore. And so you played for CeeLo. Now you're, now you're really pursuing your solo career. Yes, I am. I'm so excited about it too. Super excited. Can you talk about what it's like to, to start a solo career and to really start building? Starting a solo career after playing with so many solo artists, and being their keyboard player and their drummer and it's a it's different you have to really get people to listen to what you're saying because you've been looking a certain way for a long time and now you want to look a different way and it's hard for people to look at you a different way when they've been looking at you as their keyboard player or their drummer and it's like oh this is just something that I knew how to do. This was never supposed to be my ending. <laughs> like this is not the final destination. Um, I'm just a, I'm just a musician. I'm not a doctor right now, or I'm not a heart surgeon. This is what I do to make a living. So that's what I did. Now I want to be my own star. Wow. <laughs> so um, I've been really trying to make sure I take all the necessary steps to. Um, put myself into that situation to I'm not taking certain gigs as a musician. I've retired. Yeah. <laughs> I've retired as a musician and now I am starting my own artistry. Wow. And just really not trying to throw a lot of shade, but just really trying to do my own thing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Does it feel like a total rebranding, like almost like a rebirth in a way, like everything, yes, you know? It is. It's a rebirth and it's like, you know, I I love music so much, but people forget that your voice is an instrument too. And so I've played the keyboards, I've played the drums, played the bass, and now I'm about to play these vocals. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah. And you're currently living in Los Angeles, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. What, what is it like to live here in Los Angeles? It's like this. Oh, my boyfriend and I just got in a little dispute. I'm going to my apartment tonight. And an hour later, Macy Gray calls, so you can do a, a, a session. It's like, hey, I know that I'm mad at you, but hey, Macy Gray just called me, so I'm just going to go to the session real quick, and I'll, she's working on a new album. I'm going to call you when I get back. Wow. <laughs> like, that's L.A. Or yesterday, I went to hear my sister, DJ Carmen Camille, DJ at um, one of my friends, uh, Brandon Brown Collective, his group. All these names, I remember. I'm so proud of myself. Yeah, Amy Seacrest really cool. is a vocalist last night. Um, but I went there, and uh, when it was over, um, some guy was like, oh, my God, I we need your face. We need your face. It's like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, okay, sign me up, yeah. <laughs> so that's what it's like living in Los Angeles. 
And it's, you know, you hear a lot of people talking about the hardship. I, people are sleeping in their cars and it's sad. But, you know, people are out here for a reason. Right, yeah. <laughs> and it sounds cuckoo to, like, just wait to get discovered. But, man, I've been getting discovered wow. <laughs> so much to the point to, like, I'm tired. <laughs> wow. Like, you feel the opportunity. There's always yes. something that you can be doing to advance and to grow and to right. evolve. Wow. It's always an opportunity out there. And it's like, you have to just look present. You look approachable you know if you just look approachable and not like you're having a bad day because everybody's having a bad day mm. um i learned this from one of our choreographers for beyonce he didn't even tell me this i've just studied i just looked at him all the time and every time i looked at him he was just smiling and i was like man you can't be this happy all the time we got the same job like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're we're having the same kind of days you're yeah. just smiling all the time and it just makes your day that better like that much uh, better like if you see somebody just smiling yeah totally yeah <laughs> what are you smiling for what's yeah, going on yeah, 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 they yeah, handing yeah. out checks okay all right yeah <laughs> so do you feel like it's like positive like positive yes. and happy like people are happy doing their thing and- yeah it's a positive vibe i feel like when you are allowing yourself to smile you are trying people look at you and if they're looking at you smiling it's going to take their minds off of probably what they're going through in their minds because mm. It's really no reason to be smiling right now. Right. But um, yeah, just I've been practice, practicing my smile. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Cheese, cheese. Cheese, yeah, cheese. Look, yeah, looking Hi. at the camera. Yeah. yeah, and you know what? It's been working. People wow. are just smiling back. You wow. can't have an attitude. It's infectious. Smiling yes. is infectious. Yeah, it spreads. So yeah, that's what that's my trick. Wow, I love that. <laughs> and so, Brittany, how do you define success? For, for the the music career? Oh, man. That's a good question. How do I define success? You know, I define success um, getting all your accolades, getting all your money, getting all your Grammys, and still being the same person. Uh-huh. Like, oh, I still have a good head on my shoulders. I didn't have to sell myself out. I didn't have to kill anybody. I didn't have to steal from anybody. I have my records. I have my arms. <laughs> And I have my brain and I'm not strung out on crack. Oh my God. Oh my gosh. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm, oh, cool. Wow. I feel like that's success to me because you have a lot of sad stories about these people who are so successful in their lives, killing themselves because they're not happy or they didn't know that this is what it came with. You know what? I've seen the inside and outside of success. I've seen your biggest stars and I've, se- I've seen your A list, B list, C list, D list stars. Play for all the award shows. One award show in particular I stayed with for seven years, the Black Girls Rock BT. Shout out to my family, the all-star man. But yeah, I've seen a lot of people lose it. And that's and they had the biggest record. That's not success to me. And success is not signing my life away just to get um, you know, some quick attention and then go somewhere else. Like that's loans. All day long, like I feel like record deals alone. Mm. Um, but success to me is just basically doing it and doing it so that you can teach somebody else how to do it too. Wow. Yeah. That is beautiful and wonderful. Thank you. I don't know where that came from. Yeah, no, just staying true. <laughs> I feel like you've been that way because when you were when you were talking about your experience in Germany, yeah. the kids would look at you and they'd be like, oh my God, celebrity. Yeah. And I would just be like, hey, I'm just happy to see you. Can wow. you teach me something? I <laughs> like, love that. So yeah. what would you advise to be to some young aspiring musicians? 
Um, my advice would be to, man, I can't believe I can actually give advice and believe in it. This is what I believe. My advice would be to not give up after you think you've been working so hard for five years. That's nothing. <laughs> five years is nothing. Like my advice is to, oh, you put out a single and it's been out for six months and you really not hearing no response. That's no time. Six months is no time for an independent artist. Like some people, I found this out, Lizzo's record didn't get hot until six years later. Whoa. So it's like work. You have to really put in the work. And everyone is just on Instagram making it seem like they wake up like that. Like, no, <laughs> you have to put in the work. And even though you're following somebody who may have millions and millions and millions of followers, just know there are millions and millions of dollars that can buy millions and millions of followers. Right, so right. that's not real. You know, mm -hmm. you have to, some people look at these old school artists. And when I say old school, I don't mean like um, James Brown RIP. I mean, people like uh, SWV or Joe or um, Silk. These people who had um, music in the 90s and music in the early 2000s, you look at their Instagram accounts and they're not as popping as the new artists, but you know what? Their fans are real. <laughs> their fans are real and they're getting real money and they're getting paid for real, not for fake. I feel like this mm. generation just wants to look like they have money and they don't want to have money. <laughs> like oh. that's so not what that is. Yeah, <laughs> like, there's so much appearance stuff. Yeah, can I borrow your chain? Can I borrow your car for this photo shoot? Can I borrow this? Can I borrow that? But I feel like... Some I don't know which generation it was between 2000 and 2020, but some parents didn't teach their kids that they have to work for it. I don't know which generation did this, but it's like, where did that come from? Like, you know, uh, yeah, you have to get out. Everybody can't be shaking their ass. Like, right. you gotta, yeah, it's work. You gotta stay focused. Yeah. You gotta keep at it and don't give up. And yeah, man, it's so it's a cold world out there because I was in Walmart. Am I allowed to curse on this? Yeah. I was in Walmart and um, I'm just checking out and um, this lady, someone told her, she's a worker there and someone told her, uh, you need to clock out, blah, blah, blah. Some work stuff that really made her upset. And she's like, 10 years ago, I would have been slinging this, you know what, to get my check. I was whoa. like, whoa, lady. <laughs> oh okay, well, you know what? Uh, this is a lesson. This is why I didn't swing that. <laughs> Although I made, a, I made a song, Pussy on Point. Right. It's hey. on point. We ain't swinging yeah. it on Ooh. nowhere. You know what I'm yeah. saying? <laughs> we don't have to swing. We yeah, ain't yeah. swinging it. <laughs> it's, it's on it's point. Always, yeah, it's on point. It's yeah. standing its ground right here. <laughs> oh, I <laughs> you love heard that. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah that really freaked yeah, me out that lady yeah. she's like <laughs> yeah. i was like so you just told me that you miss prostituting yourself for yeah. this minimum wage money right but everybody got their own way right. i didn't judge her i just was really shocked that that's where we're headed mm. you know because everybody thinks that all i have to do is shake my ass and i'll get a paycheck mm. But your ass is only going to shake for so long before it started looking like it's falling down. <laughs> I, hear, I hear a song lyric. I hear a song lyric. Wow. Well, Brittani, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast and sharing thank your you. wisdom. 
with us. Thanks I think so there's much. a lot to learn from your journey and your experiences. I'm so excited to do yeah, this. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so if you guys enjoyed today's podcast, make sure to hit that subscribe button, listen to last week's episode, and stay tuned for your weekly dose of wisdom nuggets. Thank Brittany you so much. Washington. Thanks, guys. <laughs>